Gamecock Nation, happy belated Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a great day yesterday because it is time for the game that you've all been waiting for. It is time for the 119th edition of the Palmetto Bowl. You are locked on Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecocks sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And as I mentioned in the opening for today's show, it is time for the game of all games for South Carolina and the Clemson Tigers. It is time for the Palmetto Bowl, which will take place on Saturday afternoon at 12 p.m. Eastern Time up in Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina. So for today's show, obviously, we're going to get into a preview of this matchup. I'm going to give you all my biggest storyline and matchup heading into the contest. I'm going to be joined by one of our fellow Locked On hosts in a little bit to discuss how Clemson looks this season. What is it that you need to know about their team? And what does she think about the impending matchup? And then, of course, at the very end, I'll let y'all know what I think is going to happen in the 119th edition of the Palmetto Bowl. That's going to be the roadmap for today's show. So let's go ahead and get on right into it with the biggest storyline and matchup heading into this contest. In terms of storylines, there's honestly so many that you can choose for South Carolina. So I kind of decided to go with more of an overarching one that I think is pretty fitting for this game this weekend. And that is South Carolina is going to try to play spoiler once again. Obviously, the Gamecocks ended the college football playoff hopes for the Tennessee Volunteers this past weekend as the Vols came in ranked fifth in the country in the college football playoff heading into Columbia. It was a game that... Admittedly, a lot of South Carolina people did not think would go the Gamecocks way. A lot of people thought that Tennessee was going to come in there and score a bunch of points on the Gamecocks. And little did probably the majority of us know it would actually be the Gamecocks that would come out with a bunch of offensive firepower. And they, of course, won the game 63-38, to just trouncing the Volunteers from start to finish. The Gamecocks are going to get another opportunity to do just that this weekend. Clemson currently ranks 8th in the college football playoff rankings, and it is the week before conference championship week. So a lot of fans would probably sit there and say, well, since they rank 8th and it's only the top four teams that get in the playoff, there's probably not a really good chance that Clemson even gets in, right? Well, without getting into a bunch of hypotheticals, there is still a possibility that Clemson could go. Because when you look at the rankings in front of them, Georgia ranks first, Ohio State second, Michigan third, TCU fourth, LSU fifth, Southern Cal sixth, Alabama seventh. You've got two two two-loss teams here in Alabama and LSU. You've got two Big Ten teams in Ohio State and Michigan where it seems like they'll basically cannibalize each other. One of them's going to be knocked out. Georgia, they're pretty much a lock at this point to get in. I have no doubt about that. TCU has been living on the edge for the last several weeks. And Southern Cal, if they lose one more game, they could be out of contention. So, again, to put it bluntly, 
there's still a chance that Clemson could sneak into the college football playoff and backdoor their way in right at the very end. And this is where South Carolina has a phenomenal opportunity to create the defining moment. Last weekend was a was the defining moment up to this point in Shane Beamer's tenure for this South Carolina football program. But if the Gamecocks were to get a victory over the Clemson Tigers, it would do a bevy of things for this program. It would end a seven-game losing streak against the Clemson Tigers. It would mark the Gamecocks' first eight-win season since 2017. It would make it three AP Top 25 victories for South Carolina this season. It would be the first time since 2013 that they have accomplished that feat. So if South Carolina, after, again, doing what they did to a Top 5 Tennessee team last weekend, were to turn around and defeat the Clemson Tigers, this time having to play on the road, yeah, the country will take notice. The country's already taking notice of what Coach Beamer is doing down here and the potential that this program is showing right now. If South Carolina were to defeat Clemson right afterwards, then I couldn't even begin to describe to you what all will happen for this program. The opportunities and the doors that will open up for this team, for this coaching staff, down the road if they were to pull off this victory. Now, in terms of the game itself, the biggest matchup, look, I'm not going to beat around the bush with this one for this game. The biggest matchup in this game by far is South Carolina's defensive front against Clemson's rushing attack. Look, Clemson's offensive line, as I mentioned or maybe alluded to earlier in the week, they're pretty stout in run blocking. They are not going to be really fancy in terms of all these zone blocking schemes that many teams run nowadays. They're going to do simple gap run plays, hat on a hat, mano a mano. My guy is better than your guy, and we're going to win our battles more often than not. That's the way Clemson operates up front. Clemson's running back room is probably one of the best in the ACC. might even be one of the best in the country. I mean, they got some stout backs back there. It all starts with number one, Will Shipley, who, as I've mentioned, he can do just about everything for this Tigers football team. They've also got Paul Maffa behind him, who is a real stocky and powerful back in his own right. He might not have the breakaway speed that Will Shipley has, but he's by no means a back that this Gamecock defense can take lightly. And then you got Kobe Pace back there as well, which, you know, can maybe be a bit of a change of pace running back, pun intended there. But he brings a lot of experience to the table for the Tigers as well. So, when you add all that in, and you also add in the fact that DJ Uyanglele, Clemson's starting quarterback, they're also going to incorporate his legs into the game plan as well. They'd like to do a bevy of things with him, try to get him on the move, because quite honestly, that is where his strengths mainly lie, out of his skill set. So Clemson's rushing attack and trying to stop it needs to be South Carolina's number one priority, because the thing is, if South Carolina lets what happened last year happen once again this year, where Clemson basically just runs the ball and South Carolina cannot get off the field to save their life. South Carolina is going to make it infinitely harder to win this football game because Clemson will have control over the pace. And honestly, you know, again, don't know what the situation is yet with Marshawn Lloyd and Christian Bill Smith, but South Carolina, um, they can't afford to try to beat Clemson at their own game offensively in terms of trying to just pound the rock. So, this is a game where South Carolina's rush defense has really got to show some improvement here. Got to show that they learned their lesson from last year and build off of what they were able to do last weekend and slowing down the high-octane offense that Tennessee possesses. So that is going to be very important for the South Carolina football team heading into 
this contest. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Clemson and how they have sort of fallen off, at least based on what they've done in years past, the last year or two. I have been someone that has mentioned that multiple times this week, but I wanted to get a little bit more insight from someone that has a better knowledge base of this Clemson football program and sort of how everyone else views them, particularly in that conference. So I'm going to have an interview with Locked On ACC podcast host Candace Cooper in just a couple moments to dive into all that and how she thinks Clemson's going to match up against South Carolina on Saturday afternoon. But before we get into the interview, I want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. Now this week I got two games that I'm looking at specifically in the Florida Gators playing at Florida State and Michigan playing at Ohio State. Now for the game between the Gators and the Seminoles, I'm going to take Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson to throw for lower than 198.5 passing yards against Florida State because the Seminoles possess the fourth best pass defense in all of college football. You combine that with playing on the road, I don't think that's a good recipe for Anthony Richardson and the Skaters passing attack. I'm also going to take Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud to throw for higher than 285.5 passing yards against Michigan. And this is just a gut feel really for me because with Ryan Day being the head coach there and how just loaded that offense is for the Buckeyes. Yeah, I just don't think that Michigan's going to be able to slow them down enough on Saturday afternoon. So who would you pick in these scenarios? If you sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON, all in one word, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, meaning that if you deposit $100, they'll give you $100 for free with no strings attached. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy with the promo code LOCKEDON. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. I want to thank y'all once again for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen today. For your next listen, I'd like for you to go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, where the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day all take place. The Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And Gamecock Nation, I told y'all that I would have an interview for this game preview of the Palmetto Ball, and I'm about to fulfill that as I am pleased to be joined by Locked On ACC podcast host Candace Cooper to give a quick preview of the Clemson Tigers leading into this matchup. Candace, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Andrew. I'm really excited to talk about this matchup. I think it's going to be a good one. I think so as well. And obviously, when you talk about ACC football, it is synonymous with the Clemson Tigers and has been for several years now because. Clemson has been a team that you can bank on just about winning the conference, going undefeated in the regular season, and normally heading to the college football playoffs. But it seems like, Candace, that in the past year or two, Clemson's having to fight a little bit harder now to accomplish these same goals. So in your mind, what is the ACC's overall view of the Clemson Tigers now? Are they a little bit more vulnerable? 
You know, I think that at the end of the day, Clemson is still the top dog. Like whether or not they seem the other teams have gotten better or have, you know, put up a better fight against them, they ultimately come out with the win. So as much as we want to say Clemson looks a little bit different, I mean, at the end of the day, great teams know how to pull out those W's when it's all said and done. So I think that we still view them as, you know, the standard here in our conference. Right. And of course, with Clemson's success, it all pretty much starts with that. Bo Sweeney, as you got to give the man credit, he has built that program up to a great degree over the last 10, 15 years or so. And he's a very polarizing coach in the sport of college football because you have some people who greatly respect him voicing his opinion on some of the sport's biggest issues, but you have other people who might think that sometimes he just has his head in the sand regarding all the changes that are taking place. And that same argument is made about how he runs his program. Dabo Swinney made two in-house hires at his coordinator positions this past offseason, and from what I've gathered, Candace, it seems like that there's a belief out there that these moves have potentially held the Tigers back to a certain degree this season. What are your overall thoughts on that notion? Yeah, so I think that, you know, ultimately when you look at Dabo and him pretty much writing off the idea of transfer portal or really just wanting to hone in on his family, his Clemson family, and make improvements internally, whether it's through coaching or his players, it's really just a testament to what he's learned from past coaches that he's worked under, worked with. And I think it's just one of those things where sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it too much. And I think either it's going to pass him by, especially in the recruiting standpoint, when guys are like, listen, I'll come to you for 800 grand or like, you know, I'll, I'll join your team for however many dollars you're willing to throw my way. But as as for right now, it's working. When it starts to change things and maybe his job or retirement conversations may come into play, maybe he'll shift gears a little bit. Right. And there are a lot of people in the offseason who did question both of these moves that were made by Dabo Sweeney. But again, hey, another 10-win season for the Clemson Tigers. So it doesn't seem like so far it's having too big of an impact on their season results. Now, Candace, when looking at the matchup between the Tigers and the Gamecocks on Saturday, there have been some interesting parallels between both quarterbacks and their college football journeys up to this point with DJ Uyunglele and Spencer Rattler. And when talking about DJ specifically, while he's still not a finished product, it's very clear that based on what he did last season and what he's done this year, that he is significantly improved at the quarterback position. So what do you chalk those improvements up to? You know, I think he's gained a lot of confidence. He's lost a lot of weight. And more importantly, he's just really understood that, you know, at the end of the day, all jobs are vulnerable. So he has to always play his best and have those top performances. And while we've seen during this season, if he's not playing well, we have guys like Cade come in and save the day. But overall, I think it's just the trust from Dabo Sweeney and telling him and reassuring the media that he is QB1. That's been a true sounding board for, for him, but he's not just used his legs. He's been able to throw the ball well, and his receivers have caught the ball, which is an essential part, you know, to being a quarterback. And I think just having them step up in big ways has been so important for him. And again, growing that confidence and winning those tough matches. I think, you know, the Notre Dame game is definitely something that they would want back. But overall, you know, you just can't be mad at a kid who figures out how to win. Right, and it's amazing what a vote of confidence from someone who is ranked higher than you will do to you when it comes to performing your job, and that certainly can be the case at times in the sport of college football as well. Now, Candace, obviously, Clemson has got a lot of talent still on this roster. You talk about DJ and the improvements he's made at quarterback. 
You've, of course, got star running back Will Shipley on that side of the ball as well. And, of course, Clemson still has a ferocious defensive front once again for, it seems like, the umpteenth time in the last 10 years. But, um, Candace, there are some people that believe that Clemson now, again, is a little bit more vulnerable than they have been in the past. So there's an area in this matchup on Saturday that South Carolina could sit there and say, we could exploit this position group or this particular spot. What do you think that would be? You know, I think that secondary for Clemson is definitely going to have a day in terms of just how they're able to really attack those man-to-man coverage. And even in drop back, it's going to be so essential for them to play their best game because emotions are going to be high. They have to have short memories. They have to just bounce back when things don't necessarily go their way. You're also coming off a quarterback who just threw how many touchdowns? So he's going to be confident. He's going to want to air that thing out. He's going to try and, you know, check your gangsta every single time, you know, he's on the field and has that opportunity. So I think they're going to have to be very sound and also that offensive line they're going to have to continue to give Will Shipley those holes and just give DJ the opportunity to have some time to throw it so overall those would be my two main positions that are going to have to have big days right and you know if you're a South Carolina fan and you want to find reason for optimism in terms of those matchups you could probably just go back and simply watch the tape from the Wake Forest game because San Hartman and those wide receivers oh boy they torched those guys all day long so no Spencer Rattler probably seeing that is licking his chops regarding that particular matchup on Saturday afternoon now Candace and I are going to get into our particular predictions for the Palmetto Bowl in just a few moments but before we do that I do want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Upside inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back which could mean that maybe you're driving less on the road maybe you're dining out less at your favorite restaurant or maybe you're buying less groceries from the grocery store but we can all agree that there's nothing fun about having less money in your pocket That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for when you're on the go and buying something because you get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use our promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week in cash earnings. And if you still question how good they are, we'll let the 4.8 star rating on the App Store speak for itself. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Welcome back to today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team or conference in this case every single day in just 30 minutes. Continuing and wrapping up our conversation here with Lockdown ACC host Candace Cooper. Candace, really appreciate the time and insight you have given us on the show today. So, my parting question to you with everything that we've just talked about and all the other circumstances heading into this match between the Gamecocks and the Tigers on Saturday afternoon. How do you see this whole thing playing out? I definitely think it's going to be a shootout, right? I think it's going to be one of those situations where that secondary is going to be tested. But, you know, Clemson is going to certainly respond with DJ and with Will Shipley. So I honestly feel like it's going to come down to a touchdown or two. Whether it's like a 35-28 scenario, I just I'm excited to see 
two offensive guys and quarterbacks between Rattler and DJ kind of give their just due in a, in a matchup that we've been missing that rivalry a little bit. We've been missing like really good close ones with this. So I think it ultimately gives Clemson that one touchdown win, one touchdown lead to win the game. But it's certainly going to be one where you're going to be at the seat at the seat of your pants, biting your nails like, man, if only, if only, you know, I could have, you know, one more playback or, you know, all the things or one more turnover, like protecting the ball is going to be key. So I'm excited to see a good game and it has been a long time coming, but I, I got to give the edge to Clemson. Right. And of course the Clemson Tigers have done really well in this series over the past eight or nine years. It's why they've been on such a long winning streak and the Gamecocks will be looking to upend all that on Saturday afternoon and upset another top 10 team in the process. Candace Cooper over at Locked On ACC. Really appreciate you and your insight on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. Look forward to coming back anytime. All right, so that was Candace Cooper over at Locked On ACC. Once again, really appreciate all of the time and insight she gave us on today's show. If you're interested in seeing more information about the ACC's football programs, you can go check her out over at Locked On ACC on Twitter. All right, so Candace gave y'all her prediction of how she thinks this game will play out. So now it's time for me to give my prediction on how I think this game is going to go. Now, for South Carolina, obviously, if you go based off the recent history, people are going to favor Clemson automatically. If you go based off of who's got home field advantage, people are going to pick Clemson automatically. If you go based off of the overall talent, you're probably still going to pick Clemson, although that gap is not as big as it once used to be. But the thing is, these games are not played on paper. History does not always dictate who the victor will be in these games, especially when you're talking about a rivalry matchup. Now, look, I addressed this on a show earlier this week, but I know that there is a lot of people both outside of this rivalry as a whole and people on Clemson's side and maybe even some people on South Carolina's side who are a little bit concerned that South Carolina you know, did so well offensively last week that, you know, maybe there's a couple of issues that populate. Maybe they actually come into this game overconfident, thinking that they can just waltz in and defeat Clemson and just, you know, drop 40-plus on that defense. I know that there's people that have concerns about that. Here's the thing. I don't think that that should be a concern if you're a South Carolina fan. And again, I addressed this on a show earlier in the week, so I recommend you go check out that if you want to know what my full thoughts are on this. But bottom line, I think that last week, really helped South Carolina a great deal in terms of giving them confidence. This offense last week unlocked its full potential without its top two running backs, by the way. It showed college football what this team was capable of, has been capable of all season. And they did it against a top five team. Yes, again, that defense for Tennessee, probably not as good, definitely not as good as their offense is, but still an SEC team that had a lot to fight and play for in that game. And South Carolina did whatever they wanted. Now, obviously, 63 points and over 400 or 500 total yards of offense would be a tall task to do against this Clemson defense. But my thing is, I think that South Carolina does have some advantages in this game. When you compare the quarterbacks against one another, I give the edge to South Carolina. Not maybe a massive edge, but I give the slight edge to South Carolina. You look at the wide receiver unit for South Carolina facing that Clemson Tigers secondary, I give the edge to South Carolina. 
South Carolina needs to mainly worry about Clemson's defensive front and the pass rush. And also just how much they could affect the running game. Which again, if Marshawn Lynch and Christian Bill Smith don't play, forget about it. I mean, they'll still run Jaheim Bell in the box at times because they got to at least show them that look. But Clemson is going to key in on that. And it's probably going to be more than likely, you know, very hard for Jaheim Bell, who's a tight end by trade, to get a lot of yards against this defense. So I think that this is another game where if you're South Carolina, you need to see Spencer Rattler be vintage Rattler once again. And I think that you saw that really show up last week. Spencer Rattler, for the first time since he has been playing for the Garden Black this fall, he seemed like that he was really comfortable, that, you know, he felt unstoppable, that nobody could contend with him on the field that night. And I think that that's something that every quarterback's got to have. I really do. And I think that having that kind of confidence carries over into games like this. It's probably a good thing that emotionally, this game will probably not admittedly mean as much to him. It doesn't have a personal connection to him. He didn't grow up in this state and understand, you know, just how much this rivalry has an effect on legit families. You know, how, how they all interact with one another for the next few months after this game happens. But I think that's a good thing. And I think that he is smart enough to understand just how much this game means to South Carolina's fans. So I think that you're going to see Spencer Rattler in a healthy way go out there and make some plays, talk his talk against the Tigers. And I think that the offense will carry over some of the success they saw last week into this week. I think Marcus Satterfield will be able to find some holes with this Clemson defense. Hopefully he's now got more confidence in himself as a play caller. Because again, without getting all into that subject again, he's been through a lot this season. You know, a lot of questions have been thrown at him. A lot of people wondering if he's the guy. Hopefully for this week, he doesn't have the weight of all that resting on his shoulders. South Carolina's defense, you slow down this rushing attack for Clemson, you are going to already win most of the battle there, forcing DJ to have to win this game on his own. So in terms of how I think this game is going to play out, I think that South Carolina can muster a few offensive touchdowns in this game. I think South Carolina can give themselves a chance to get into scoring range and have Mitch Jeter kick a couple field goals. And I think Beamer Ball will show up once again in this contest. Clemson supposedly has a really good special teams unit. Let's be honest, you look at the efficiency metrics, no special teams unit comes close to South Carolina this year. There's a reason why Pete Limbo is probably going to be a finalist for the Broyles Award for being the top assistant coach in college football in the next week or so. So I think that South Carolina's going to do it. I really do. If you had asked me this a week ago, I would not have said this, but I, I I really and truthfully think that this Tennessee game could be a turning point for this program. I think that South Carolina will get just enough out of the offense. I think that the special teams unit, again, will be huge here. I think Mitch G will kick a couple of longer field goals, nail both of them. He's had ice in his veins all year. If you're a Gamecock fan, you'll hope that he continues that in this contest. And then South Carolina, I do think, will find a way to get a touchdown on special teams. If that's a block punt, maybe a return touchdown. They've been really close this year. This could be the game where Josh Famine finally breaks one on punt return. Maybe Xavier Leggett breaks another one on kick return. Or maybe, maybe there's a trick play involved in that bag of tricks from Pete Limbo and Shane Beamer. But I think that 
The defense will give up some drives. There's going to be some drives in this game if you're a South Carolina fan defensive where you're going to sit there and go, oh boy, oh boy, this defense is in for a long day. But I think that this defense, with some help from the offense this time around, compared to last year where they got none, I think that that will help them significantly in this game. So I think South Carolina wins. I think they break the streak. I think the final score will be South Carolina 34, Clemson 31. And it comes down to either a late game field goal for Mitch Dieter or South Carolina's defense gets a last-minute stop against the Tigers. It would be the biggest win of the Shane Miller era by far. Again, I know that Tennessee would be ranked 5th and Clemson would be ranked 8th if we're talking about this hypothetical and comparing rankings here. Does not matter. South Carolina fans loved that victory last week. If South Carolina beats Clemson this weekend, there might not be any five points left after Saturday night. I, I'm I'm dead serious about that. The, like, police would have to go down there just to protect the area because South Carolina's, the fans, students, oh my gosh, it would be just a, an absolute, it, it would be a party down there. An absolute just rave. So, I think that South Carolina's going to find a way to win this game. I think that Clemson, again, they're still a good team. But I don't think that they understand that there's a few deficiencies that they've got on this squad that have been masked for a couple years now by other units. And all it takes is just one game where one team can expose those deficiencies. And I think South Carolina can do that in this game. And all of a sudden, the Tigers could see that 40-game win streak at home come to an end. I know the Gamecocks would love to be the team that says that we ended that streak. So, what are y'all's thoughts on the Palmetto Bowl? How do you think this game is going to play out? Drop me a final score prediction down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. You can also send me your score predictions at A-Line underscore SC on Twitter. And once again, I thank y'all for making us your first listen today. Don't forget to make Locked On Sports Day your second listen after, of course, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But... Thank y'all for tuning in. Hope you've had a great week. Hope you had a great time with your families on Thanksgiving yesterday. And have a safe trip for all of you who are going to be going up to Clemson to watch the game on Saturday afternoon. I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.